You're listening to A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life, a podcast that inspires individuals to step outside their comfort zone and into their true passion. I'm Alicia Ward, an average girl with a less than average background who has created a successful multiple six-figure business with no more than a high school education. I am ready to share my journey and knowledge with as many others as I can with the intention to impact and give confidence to anyone with the desire to follow their calling, but are being held back by their limiting beliefs. If you're looking to improve your life, business, and relationships, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought to help you get the inspiration and actionable tips you need to make it happen. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. Super excited to bring today's episode to you, but first, we have a draw to do for the winner of my review challenge that I started back on January 21st that ran to February 4th. I put all the names of you amazing people who left me a review in iTunes into a hat. I have them here and there. Oh, I didn't count them, but there's I ha- there's a good number of them, so I appreciate all of you who did that, took the time out of your day to leave me such kind words. So I am going to draw a name and then read the review from the winner, and whoever wins can reach out to me via Facebook message or whatever, Instagram, and send me your Addy, and we'll get you that uh, either a live rich hat or a hoodie it's up to you so I'm just gonna do the draw here the winner is Jen Letta congratulations Jen Letta I'm gonna just read your review so thank you so much Jen Letta for this kind review Uh, it says love Allie is amazing. New favorite podcast. She is super inspirational and I relate to her and her stories. Thank you for your help in making myself a better person. Self-awareness all the way. I fucking love that. Thank you, hun. Make sure you send me a message. I'm, you're so welcome. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you for me helping you make yourself a better person, you know, because that's what I'm striving to do. And even if I just impacted one other person, helping them do the same for themselves, that's all that really matters to me. And there were so many amazing reviews given to me um, in iTunes that I just love and appreciate you all so, so much. So, Jen, Letta, make sure you reach out to me so I can get you, um, yeah, your Live Rich hoodie or hat. We'll discuss what you want and I'll get your info. And yeah, thanks so much, guys. We'll be doing more of those in the future. So don't you worry if you didn't get a chance to participate. I plan on doing more in the future. Today's episode is called Nobody Gets Rich with a Broke Mindset because we're going to be talking about money mindset, about money, about all that juicy stuff. This is a a huge one for me because honestly, one of my biggest struggles throughout the last couple of years being an entrepreneur and, and this journey of mine has been money. Yeah, and it's because I, I've grown up with such a broke money mindset and and it's just because of the way that I grew up there wasn't a lot of money and there was always stress around money Um, it was always causing problems I was always seeing a lack there of money so I mean obviously I grew up with pretty shit beliefs around it and I'm still still working through them I catch myself uh, you know 
having a broke mindset or, or having conversations with myself about money that are not serving me um, because it's a delicate thing, right? You need to literally even watch your vocabulary around money. So we're going to dive into some of that today because I know a lot of you have a broke mindset and it's not your fault. Some of us just have a shit relationship with money. And that's a big piece of today's episode is is fixing your relationship with money. And I want you all to kind of sit and reflect for a second and think about your relationship with money. Have you ever really thought about it? And how is it? If money were a person in your life that you had a relationship with, a best friend or a spouse or whatever, how would that relationship with them be? Think about it. Would it be would it be healthy? Or would you get feelings of like, you know, anxiety or stress or depression due to that relationship? Would you feel like, you know, that person is never around? If money were a person we're talking right now, so is that person never around? You know, is it not showing up enough in your life? Is it not there? Is that person not there when you need it, need them? Um, You know, really, really think about it. And one exercise I've done to really get me clear on my relationship with money is literally write a letter to money. Like I was writing it to a person like, dear money, you know, and then get your feelings out on paper and write a letter to money as if it were a person and just be totally vulnerable and open with your feelings around money and dig deep and just be honest with yourself because like we've talked about, self-awareness is the first step. So as soon as you're aware of how your relationship with money is, then you can start correcting it. Then you can start kind of picking up on on points or, or words that you're saying that need to be kind of corrected. So that's definitely the first step. So I encourage you guys to do something like that. Just get super clear around your relationship with money. And moving forward, I want you to think of money as like a person, as someone you have a relationship with and you want that relationship to be hella healthy. I tell you what, you want that relationship to be like the epitome of healthy. You don't want the stress. You don't want the anxiety. You don't want the fights around money. You don't want the, you know, the dread when you look at your online banking. When a bill comes in the mail, you don't want to throw it in the garbage. You want to open it and be grateful for the money that you have to pay that bill because there's so many people out there who don't even have, you know, the luxury of having bills to pay because they don't have the money for it anyway. So I want you to really start paying attention of like how you're feeling when it comes to money. If you get a surprise, you know, something come up where you have to spend some money, maybe with your vehicle or something, how do you react in that kind of situation? Do you freak out and feel stressed? Do you cry? Do you like have a fit? Do you act out with your current spouse or someone in your life and get in a fight with them over something that doesn't even matter, but really it stems back to your feelings around money because you're, you have these, you know, these negative beliefs around it and you just have a shit relationship with it. So, so I can guarantee you if you work on fixing your relationship with money, money will become more abundant. If you can start being grateful when you spend money, even if it's on bills or surprise costs that you that you didn't plan on, just be grateful that you have the money to spend, period. 
do not stress or think even deeper. Don't be like, well, I'm grateful I have the money for this, but it's so annoying that I have to spend $1,000 on tires for my car for the winter. No, be damn grateful that you can buy yourself winter tires to keep you and your family safe driving in the winter, period, and move on. And I'm going to speak to this from a pretty passionate place today because money has been my biggest block for sure. And I, like I said, I'm still, still working through it, like almost on a daily basis, especially when there's actually, no, you know what? I was going to say, especially when there's like, you know, a lower month, let's say, because being an entrepreneur, that's the thing is like, you're not guaranteed any specific amount of money. You know, I, I know an average of what I'm going to make, but, but a lot of things can happen. And some months I've had massive months in my business financially. Um, like for example, I made more or I made, yeah, I made more in two months in the summer, last summer, than I did in an entire year's salary crazy right but what I did notice was after that happened I was on such a high like having these big months that as soon as I had a smaller month which was really not that small in comparison to like what I used to make monthly you know and especially because I had two big months like it was almost like I it was harder for me because I I had higher expectations of myself. So I was disappointed in myself. And then all of a sudden I felt stressed about money when there was no reason to, because you know what? I just made more in two months than I used to in a full year. So really, I mean, I know that I could survive on just that money alone, even if I made zero money in the, in the months following. So it was just something for me. It was a learning thing for me not to get attached to money and stuff, like completely detach yourself from the outcome, whether it's positive and you make a massive amount of money in a month, like detach yourself from that outcome, be happy and celebrate or whatever. But if you make way less the next month, detach yourself from that outcome, like like just be grateful that you had a massive month before and your bank account is full and so it allows you to have a bit of a lower month don't beat yourself up because you know that you can make x amount in a month it's just the wrong attitude to have around it as a whole and so that was definitely a learning curve for me and sometimes I still battle with that knowing that I've had you know x amount in a month and not you know, if I have lower months consistently, it's like, well, why? Why? I know I can make X amount, so I should be making that every month when, you know, it's all about balance and we can't be greedy and we can't set really high expectations on ourselves either. So super, super important today, guys. So I'm super excited to be talking about this because it's a conversation that I need to have with myself. And and, you know, you guys listened to my podcast about the 90 days sober and, and I had set massive goals for myself for January because of this 90 day stint that I was doing and blah, blah, blah. So that was another example of a month where like I was kind of getting disappointed in myself because it turned out to be like opposite of what I had set goals of. Like it was it was one of my lower months I've had in a while And typically that wouldn't really bother me, but because I set such a high expectation of myself, it was like this mental battle when I wasn't focusing on the money that I had already, I was focusing on the money that I didn't have. And that's a big mistake. And that's what I find people are doing so consistently is focusing on the money that's going out and not focusing on the money that's coming in and the money that you have like you're paying a bill and you're feeling 
annoyed that you have to put this money out there instead of feeling grateful that you have the money to, to circulate like that, you know, and we're always focused on all this money going out and not focused on like what we're getting for that money, right? Or, or who we can help. And, and so it's, it's such a key thing, especially in today's society. And, and hey, I get it 100%. People, the average person nowadays is living on like next to nothing. I don't know how people survive on like a $40,000 a year salary. You know, I don't even know really how I lived with $60,000 a year when I was making that corporate. It's it's just enough to get by. So anyone even making less than that, like it's such a struggle. And, you know, granted people have families so there can be two income streams, but then there's like, I know how expensive daycare is and stuff like that. So like you're, you're working your butt off, but you're paying all this money for daycare and stuff. And like literally a lot of moms that I speak to in business – they stay at home because it wouldn't be worth it for them to work because literally their entire paychecks would just be going to daycare, which is crazy to me. That is crazy to me that like we're not able to make more money, like only just enough to survive. So don't even get me going down that rabbit hole. I could rant on that for days. Ugh. It's crazy. Anyways, the world has adapted. People make it work. You know, a lot of people have a lot of debt. And and I'm sure that money is a really big stress for, for a lot of people in this world. So, yeah, think about what your belief around money is and why you have it. Is it because your parents, like, how are your parents with money? Were they stressed out about money? Did they argue about money? Because mine sure did. And so, therefore, money to me means stress and fighting and just, like, yeah, I I can literally go to a place, a state, I should say, around money where like even though I have such an abundance of it, especially in comparison to how I've lived all my life, like that I'll focus on like the money that's not there instead of all the money that's there. So so it's definitely kind of a, a consistent thing that I'm working on. You know, for me, money means stress. Money means fights. Money means anxiety. Money means tears. There's been countless times where I've had a surprise cost come up in my life and I've just like broken down in tears about it. Like maybe my vehicle needs a fix or something with my house happened and I had to spend, you know, a large amount of money on it and I'd literally be just like bawling my eyes out. So I'm super, super grateful at this point in my life. I'm really not that way anymore. And even when I do feel myself get into kind of like a negative state around money, I can be aware and I can pull myself out. I only sit there for, you know, a few minutes. But like I was saying, January was that for me. And I had to really actively pull myself out of it. But I feel like everything happens for a reason, right? So it allowed me to really gain like a lot of like just pulling myself out of it in January. It was just like something that needed to happen. It was like a a kick in the ass, you know, it was like, it was like a wake-up call. Hey, Alicia, reality check. You, you're focusing too much and putting too high expectations around money, so you're literally blocking the money from coming into your life. And I had to kind of do a reality check for myself. So there's three words we need to stop saying, and it's broke, poor, and cheap. Do you think you say those things in your life? Can you pinpoint sometimes where you say that? Like, I'm too broke, I'm too poor. Even sometimes we say it in a joking way. But the thing is, is our conversations that we're having with people and with ourselves are way more powerful than people are believing. And we need to be more responsible with the, with the conversations that we're having around money with other people and with ourselves. 
Like, think of all the times you've said, like, I'm too poor, or I can't afford that right now, or I don't have the money, or it's too expensive, or I can't take that trip because I just don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. We have conversations like that all the freaking time. And when you're having conversations like that around money, that's all you're attracting into your life is more of that. You talk about being broke all the time. Well, you're just going to stay broke. I'll tell you that right now. You want to be broke? Keep talking about being broke, right? You need to be aware that that money is just an energy. Money moves. Money comes. Money goes. It ebbs and it flows. And it's going to be like it's going to be coming in and out of your life forever. But if you stop having those conversations around being broke and poor and not having money, then you can create some space for some money to flow in. Because the more you talk about not having money, all the all the universe hears is not money don't give me money and you don't get money right so it's such 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 a crucial piece guys if you act cheap broke or nervous with money the universe isn't going to provide more to you you need to be confident with money you need to know that money is abundant in your life you need to be grateful for the money that you have you need to move money spend money invest money right? Not on shit that you actually can't afford, you know, like there's the whole act as if model. I don't want you guys going out and buying Louis Vuitton purses or that vehicle you can't afford because you're like, ah, I got to act as if I got to, I got to start spending to get more money. No, you know, use your common sense, but, but don't hold back and don't have the conversations around money that are, and don't act cheap, broke or nervous around money. If you're getting anxious and stuff about money when you have to spend it, then you need to do some work. You need to write that letter. You need to get clear on how your relationship is with money and start from there. If you do what broke people do, you're going to get what broke people get. If you do what rich people do, you're going to get what rich people get. Again, not talking about buying the shit that you can't, like the materialistic things, guys, but rich people with their money, they're investing it. They're investing in investments, um, you know, working with financial advisors and things like that to make sure their money is is in the right place. They're investing in themselves, you know, they're, and, and for me personally, like I'm investing in personal development, making myself a bigger, better person. I'm investing in travel and things that make me happy. Yeah, I could just save all my money that I've been making and watch it pile up in my bank account. And the old me with the broke money mindset wants to do that. I feel most secure when my bank account has a bunch of money in it. It makes me feel the most secure. But it's it's contradictory because I know that to I know that I need to act, you know, I need to do what rich people do and that's invest and spend that money and let that money flow. Invest in myself, make good investments, make long-term investments. Um, you know, and so I have definitely been doing that this year has had a lot of that already. We're only in February, which is crazy, but I've taken some massive risks and and made some big investments with my money and I have, so I've seen, so my money, so my bank account was just what I talked about. It was like full. It was more money than I've ever had in my bank account in my entire life. And it made me feel secure. But then there is some investment opportunities that came up and I actually bought some land uh, to sit on for like five to 10 years. And that took a huge chunk of my money out because I was only approved for a percentage of the full amount 
just because my business is isn't two years old it wasn't two years old yet when I applied for like the loan for it so I had to pay a big chunk of money from my business account of my own money so that that number dropped so every time I started looking in my bank account it just looked so much less and then to me like the fear aspect would come in and I feel like I spent it. I'm just like, I, I'm not relating the fact that I invested that money. It just feels like it was spent. But then I have to check myself, check in and be like, no, you invested all that money. That's why it's not in your account anymore. And you're going to get that money back. So, so I still battle with that. And as, and for the last, well, for a couple of weeks after I invested that, it was right at the beginning of January, I was I was battling with that every time I went into my online banking and I had to remind myself and I still do like hey you invested that so I'm constantly checking in with myself still around money guys so it's a consistent thing that we're doing but when you're investing it equals trust and when you trust yourself Money trusts you. So when you trust the decisions that you're making, money's going to trust you too and more money's going to come into your life. We can all decipher bad investments versus good investments, you know, and we can all decipher spending your money how you shouldn't be, like gambling and stuff like that versus investing it in something that's going to return, even if it's a long-term investment. It's it's okay. I love that shit. So, so just kind of pay attention and remember that investing equals trust. If you just sit on your money and have it in your bank account and let it stack up, it's just going to go stagnant because what is money anyways? Think about it. I read a fact somewhere about the actual, um, so all these banks, right? Banks have money and we all have so much money in the bank but it's really just numbers it's really just numbers that you're seeing on a computer screen because if everybody went to the bank and tried to pull out all the money that they had in their bank account there wouldn't be enough money there isn't enough money printed in the world to give everybody the money that they so-called have in quotation marks which is crazy, and I forget where I read this stat, and I don't remember the exact number. I should have found it before this podcast, but it's like a very low percentage of all the money, again in quotations, that people have is actually in physical form. Otherwise, it's just numbers. It's just numbers in a, in a screen at the bank, and we use plastic to like spend these numbers. Money doesn't even really exist if you think about it, guys. It's crazy. And so money is just energy. Money is just a thing. Money has the meaning that we put behind it, right? That's why like you go to countries and their money is worth so much less than other people's monies. And it's just like you're spending like millions of their money, millions, and our money to them is worth so, so much. So it's kind of just a crazy concept if you start really kind of diving into it, digging into it, thinking about it more, getting some clarity on it, reading some books around it. Like it's freaking crazy. So when you, when you realize that money is just energy and energy needs to move, it needs to move. So money needs to move. You need to invest. You need to spend. You need to just let it move and not let it sit and go stagnant, guys. It's such a crucial lesson that I've learned and I've been working through and it's benefited me so much. So, so much. The other thing I wanted to talk about is that money doesn't equal fulfillment. So, you know, and contrary to people's belief, a lot of people believe that money means fulfillment. Money means success. If you have the money, you know, you're successful. But I mean, I could have a, a massive bank account full of money, but still be unfulfilled. 
What fulfills me is helping people, impacting people. That's all. Not the money side of things. The money is just a byproduct of helping other people, sharing your passion, being open, doing the things that fuel you so you can inspire other people to do the same with their lives. That equals fulfillment. Money is just a byproduct. And, you know, money is great. I fucking love money. And money loves me. And, you know, we we say that all the time. And it's, it's, it's a really good... Um, mantra or uh, affirmation sorry I couldn't find that word to say I love money and money loves me you have to have that relationship with money you have to feel that to your core when you start to change your beliefs around it that helps you gain fulfillment when you start having a better relationship with money that will help you gain fulfillment when you realize that money is just a byproduct of helping other people that will help you gain fulfillment but just having a bank account full of money doesn't mean fulfillment and it doesn't mean success success necessarily, okay? So what's your money set point? Think of your money set point as like a thermometer. Or, um, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, like the thermometer in your house, whatever that's called, for the furnace. You get to set what temperature you want your house at. Well, I want you to think of money. I want you to think of the money that you believe that you can make as your financial set point on that thermometer. What is it? So when I worked corporate and I made 60 grand a year, I made $1,800 every two weeks. So I knew I could survive. And just saying this out loud right now, I don't know how I did it. But 1800 bucks every two weeks, I'd pay my bills and like pay my credit card and, you know, whatever, pay my mortgage, pay for my vehicle, blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't really have a lot left over. But I, I learned to make that amount of money fit my lifestyle and I was surviving off it right? I wasn't thriving off of it. I was surviving. I wasn't getting ahead and like putting money into savings or making investments or anything like that. But I also wasn't like having bills not able to be paid, let's say, right? So what's your financial set point? And this can be, all again, stems back from your childhood, like what you think you're worth and the jobs that you've, you've had that have paid you X amount, you know, especially for women. I found when I was serving in the serving industry, you work your ass off and be on your feet for an entire shift. And I was working with drunk people. And if at the end of the night I made shit tips, I felt absolutely crappy going home. Like I just was like super frustrated and annoyed and like... I didn't understand how I like made such low tips and I worked my ass off and I was tired. So like it really hurt me, you know, it was like other people were dictating how much I was worth, even though I was working so hard and I was relying on those tips. though, because when you're waitressing, you're getting paid like minimum wage. So those tips are everything. But then when I'd work all night and I'd have a big night in tips, I'd be fucking stoked. I'd be dancing and like super happy. And like, so it literally has the power. Money had the power to like define how I would feel about my shift at work. And I know a lot of you can relate to that. So so what's your financial set point? You need to become self-aware of it, you know, and then you need to change it. If you think you can only make X amount of money because somebody else has dictated that for you, they've told you that that's all they're going to pay you, that doesn't mean it's the truth. It just means that at that specific job, that's all you're going to be able to make and, you're, and that's it. But you need to know that and believe to your core that you are worth more and you can make as much money as you want. As much money. You already have the money. 
You just have to find the way to get it and make it and bring it into your life, right? Wealth consciousness is everything. Believing that you can have as much money as you want for anything. Not feeling limited and not, you know, and and just, oh no, I can only make X amount because my boss told me that that's it. Well, fuck your boss. That's just their opinion. That's just what you can make in that specific job. In today's day and age, there is so many ways to make a million. So, so many. People are creating like massive businesses just off social media alone. So yeah, you might be getting paid an, a salary that's at that's maxed out at X at your job, but it doesn't mean you can't go find other income streams. Like I did. I mean, honestly, I was making, yeah, 60 grand a year and then I started working online and I started having more money come in. So all of a sudden, you know, my 3,600 bucks a month was hitting, you know, 4,600 bucks a month or 5,600 bucks a month because I was generating an extra one to two grand on the side. Then 6,600 bucks a month because I was, you know, I made more and more. And then I replaced my income, quit my job and then started making way more than I ever used to make just at my job alone. So it was like all of a sudden my financial set point went way up and I was like, wow, I I never thought I would be able to make more than 60 grand a year. I honestly, honestly believed that that was all I would be able to make forever. I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything like that. And you know, that that same job with two different companies I got paid me the exact same salary so I I thought I was doing pretty damn good I did I truly believe that and then boom last summer I made that in two months like what the fuck (laughs) honestly so my financial set point has definitely definitely changed and I'm cranking that baby up now I encourage you to start a little bit smaller you know you don't want to crank your house your heat up from like you know, cold to freaking hot really fast because you're not going to know how to like handle that. And a lot of us kind of have such shit beliefs around money that even when we make a lot of money really quickly, we'll we'll self-sabotage and we'll lose it because we don't even know what to do with it. We won't even realize that we're doing it. We'll just do it subconsciously, which is crazy scary. So you want to kind of like ease your way in. Just start changing your financial set point bit by bit bit cranking it up a little bit a little bit a little bit more a little bit more right and and like and grow it over time and and turn it up so you know and about that self-sabotage and with money and how we can lose it if you think about people who like win the lottery for example I think there's a fact about this too um people a lot of people who win the lottery end up being super depressed and stuff because a lot of them win it and they spend it or there's people asking for it or family wants handouts and stuff and all of a sudden it's gone and that can lead to a lot of depression because you had all this money and then you're back to where you started right that's really tough People don't have the knowledge around like what to do with a lot of money that comes into their life because we don't learn that kind of shit in school and they don't learn, we don't learn about investing and and the right ways to really monetize on the money that you have. So it's the best thing that you can do for yourself, for your family, to, to work on your money, money mindset, to change your money set point 
and really just be really conscious around wealth. A Happy Pocket Full of Money is a book about infinite wealth and abundance in the here and now, and it's the best book I've ever written. It's my favorite book. You guys should read it. It's, it's. It, I remember reading it, trying to read it, like when I first got started as an entrepreneur and first got into personal development, and I made it past the first few pages and I didn't pick it up again. I went back and picked it up at the end of last year, and now I'm reading it for the second time again, and I love it. So I definitely encourage you guys to get it. It's so, so helpful when working with money mindset. You know, nobody gets rich with a broke mindset. So it's time for us to to incorporate rich mindsets, to develop rich money mindsets into our lives so you can have an abundant flow of money in your life, so you have a good relationship with money in your life, so you can give back to people without feeling stressed about the money that you gave. Such a crucial piece, guys. And I think that's all. I think that's really all I really wanted to talk about it. Money, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but those are basically just the facts, guys, and some and some actionable tips that you can take away. Write a letter to money. Get really clear on what your relationship with money is and then treat that relationship as if it's a relationship with a, an actual human and make that relationship the best relationship that you've ever had with anybody. It will be so beneficial to you. I promise. So when you do these things and you get clear on your relationship with money and you really start working on it, money's going to start to appear in your life from all different types of things and different ways and it, that it wasn't showing up before. And so be really aware when money comes into your life. Maybe you get a random like refund for a bill you pay too much or something like when you have money come into your life surprise money like that be super grateful and super aware of it be like oh great like I, you know money is just coming to me and that's that is the money will start flowing into your life in all different kinds of ways and it's pretty freaking cool so so I hope you guys took a lot away from this episode I hope you kind of implement some of the things we talked about doing the letter reading a happy pocket full of money changing your vocabulary and your conversations with people around money stop saying broke poor and cheap just get really clear and work on that money set point and to start increasing it bit by bit okay love and appreciate you all thank you for listening to another episode of a poor girl's guide to a rich life i'll talk to you guys in a week congratulations to jen lena make sure to reach out to me and uh yeah talk to you soon guys Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or actionable takeaways, I would love if you took a screenshot and tagged me in your Instagram story. That's where I hang out the most. And it's always so motivating to see that you're getting inspiration, motivation, or just the message that you needed from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes because helping others is important to me. I believe that we can help ourselves by helping others. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left me a review on iTunes to help me get this out into the big, beautiful world and for other ears that might want to hear it. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you on the next episode.